The views and opinions expressed in Cold and Missing are exclusively those of the hosts. All parties mentioned are considered innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. Cold and Missing also contains adult themes and languages and is intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Ali McLaughlin Solkowski. And I'm your co host, Eli Solkowski. And we are the podcast Cold and Missing, where we cover cold cases and unresolved missing person cases. And this week, we are focusing on a missing persons case. Alrighty, let's get started. So today I have a missing person case, but just as a quick content warning at the top, this case does involve a child and there is a brief mention of suicide. Today we are covering the missing person case of Dorian Thomas. And this case actually comes to us from a listener, Nina, who sent us this story through Instagram. So thank you, Nina. So the case of Dorian Thomas, this takes place in October of 1998 in Amarillo, Texas. But first, a little bit about Dorian. Dorian is nine years old in 1998. He was born May 6th, 1989, and he would be 33 years old today. He was a student at Bivens Elementary School, and family and friends said he was known for cruising around the neighborhood on his aqua bike with white tires. He loved being outdoors and could make friends with anyone. He was also known for his gymnastic skills, specifically his back handsprings. And now, the timeline of events. So on October 26, 1998, the exact circumstances around his disappearance are unknown at this time. What we do know is that Dorian filled his aqua bike with white tires and the word freestyle on the frame. He filled his bike tires with air and was headed to a nearby truck stop for a snack. According to Lieutenant Gary Troop, he says, quote, The last time he was seen or known of, he was going towards the Teuton Totem there at Amarillo Boulevard and Hughes. He was going to get a drink and some chips, end quote. The Teuton Totem was very close to his house. Dorian lived at the 1300 block of Northwest 9th Avenue. It would have taken, at the most, three minutes to bike there. Dorian was wearing a red shirt and blue jeans. When Dorian didn't come home as night fell, no one was immediately worried. Lieutenant Eric Bohannon says, quote, Usually, he was pretty easy to find. He was a pretty well-known kid. They knew of some of the homes he would go to and some of the neighbors. When that didn't prove fruitful, they started realizing that things were not as they should be, end quote. The next morning, October 27th, Dorian's family reports him missing. It's been over 24 hours since he was last seen, and the family believed that they had to wait those 24 hours until they reported him missing. A massive search is launched, and I couldn't find the exact dates for events, but over the next few weeks, police will canvas the area he was last seen. They'll use bloodhounds and fly over the area, but not a trace of Dorian is found. To date, his bicycle has never been recovered. On November 10th, 1998, so this is two weeks after Dorian went missing, Police, desperate for clues, send divers to Martin Road Lake to look for clues. Police Chief Jerry Neal says at the time, quote, 
I made the decision based on some of the information we've heard about him spending time around there. And you just never know. End quote. According to Dorian's family, he liked to play there. Ultimately, nothing is found, and police turn the case over to the Potter Randall Special Crimes Unit on November 12th. On Friday, November 20th, so this is 25 days since Dorian has been missing, police call off all organized searches for Dorian. Police Chief Jerry Neal says, quote, As far as the organized searches go, we've pretty much exhausted all possibilities. End quote. But then the next week, November 22nd, police turn their attention to a drifter named Brandon Wilson. He had murdered a nine-year-old boy in a park bathroom in Oceanside, California on November 14th. The boy was at the park for a family reunion and his aunt was waiting just outside the bathroom when Brandon Wilson murdered him. Wilson will ultimately confess and be put on death row. Police in Amarillo believed that he was in the area when Dorian disappeared. Brandon Wilson will die by suicide on death row on November 16, 2011, leaving his involvement in Dorian's disappearance unanswered. Police also theorize about events that took place a year before Dorian's disappearance. In August of 1997, a year before Dorian disappeared. Dorian is playing with friends at the Hilltop Park when they find the body of Gloria Ann Covington. She was a sex worker who had been stabbed to death. Gloria's friend, Linda Gale Jackson, witnessed the murder and was injured herself in the attack. Linda said the murder happened inside a light-colored pickup truck. About a month later, Linda Gale Jackson was also murdered and witnesses reported her also getting into a light-colored pickup truck. In September of 1998, so this is one month before Dorian went missing, a friend of both Gloria and Linda was beaten by a white man with red hair, pulled into a ponytail, blue eyes, and a mustache. The victim ran to Dorian's mother's house for help, and the assailant followed her there. She says the suspect saw Dorian and had threatened to hurt her again. The murders and the attack remain unsolved, and investigators are unsure if these are linked with Dorian's disappearance. On January 18, 1999, so back into the timeline of events here, we're in the new year, police put up billboards pleading with the public for information surrounding Dorian's disappearance. Dorian's mother, Pat Thomas, says, quote, I just hope this does something. I appreciate what everybody's done, but I just hope this helps. End quote. And then the case really goes cold. Of course, local media will um, report the case at anniversaries. They'll bring it up, but there's no new clues, no new suspects, and no new information about what happened to Dorian or, or even the events surrounding his disappearance. In 2008, so this is 10 years since Dorian disappeared, there are still no suspects or leads in the case. Lieutenant Gary Troop says, quote, I truly believe it's more of a personal deal, but I think there is someone in town who knows what happened to Dorian, has an idea, has more than just a rumor, they have some ideas, they have some names they can put to someone. Really, 10 years is long enough to hold back. Tell us who it is. Mom needs that closure. End quote. In 2015, so this is 17 years since Dorian has been missing, police say that they have used dental records and DNA over the years to eliminate bodies found all across the country. Lieutenant Eric Bohannon says, quote, 
Everyone seems to presume that something bad happened to Dorian, but he still could be alive, end quote. At the 20-year anniversary in 2018, police say that they still receive the occasional tip about Dorian, but police are able to rule all of them out pretty quickly. Lieutenant Bohannon says, quote, The unfortunate thing is that people call us and say they saw someone who looks like Dorian in a city. They call about little Dorian. And I'm glad everyone is still thinking of him, but he would be 28 years old today. End quote. In March of 2022, so this is 24 years Dorian has been missing, Dorian's brother, Brandon Thomas, starts a petition to get a street in Amarillo named after Dorian. Brandon says, quote, just some way to commemorate him, you know, so that his memory lives on. Because a lot of people here, you know, it affected a lot of people, more than I thought, end quote. And Brandon was successful in getting those signatures, so that is something that is in the works in Amarillo, the renaming of a street after Dorian. But if you know anything about the disappearance of Dorian Thomas in October of 1998 or his whereabouts today, please reach out to the Amarillo police at 806-378-3038. And the sources for today's podcast come from KFDA Amarillo, NBC News, MyHighPlains.com, Fort Worth Star-Telegram, The Austin American Statesman, The Facts, The Tyler Courier Times, The Marshall News Messenger, and The Amarillo Globe News. Okay, so that's the case of Dorian Thomas. Do you have any questions about the timeline? I don't have any questions about, like, how he went missing. I think I have... Well, let me start with just my first thought, and I'm mm-hmm. sure some questions will come from that. My... It, took, it actually took me a minute to, I guess, like, find the red flag, you know? Mm-hmm. Or not red flag, but, like, where, as someone who is interested in true crime, I look for where something was maybe missed, you know? Mm-hmm. And as I was listening, I, I was just listening. You know, I, that part of my brain didn't turn on until the police officer, I believe. And you can answer me since it's kind of a question. Who said it just seems like maybe it was like a personal issue and that someone knows like that it was. That was Lieutenant Gary Troop. Okay. That was my first major red flag. Because if my kid was missing, I would want any officer on the case to be taking it very personally. Mm-hmm. I think that that's like the unique position of leadership that a police officer can have, honestly, mm-hmm. is like care as personally as if it like if it's your job and your life's work, you would think that that would be. The reaction. Um, And I just had an issue with that. Like, it was, uh, at least the way that I perceived it, it just felt like there, I'm I'm an actor, so I'm using this, like, there were no high stakes around it. It's like, well, we're just going to wait until someone tells us because we think that that's what it is. So, you know, and like that didn't sit right with me. Mm -hmm. it's like then you focus all of your energy Mm -hmm. 
and dig through who you, if it's a personal issue and, and you don't want to get personal about it, then sift through the information of, of facts that you have about the people who were personally close to this child. I agree with you. And that's interesting because I didn't necessarily interpret that quote that way. I, I, I'm not saying you're wrong. Um, I just don't know how else he would mean it. I took it as I believe it's more of a personal deal. So I took that as somebody who knew him as opposed to like a stranger abduction. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I, I think there, yeah, I think it was more of a personal deal, but I think there is someone in town who knows what happened to Dorian. So like you don't, don't, I think what I'm saying is if you have a sneaking suspicion, you better, you better be sure before you start saying something like that. Mm-hmm. And why does it not come with, and we are going to find who you are mm-hmm. because every, like, where's the energy, I guess. Mm-hmm. If it's right, if you if it's right there, and you think it's right there, mm-hmm. where are you? Mm-hmm. So th- those are my questions. Is like I get what you're saying, like personal and whatever, but like I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong, but that I think that's just that's where I feel like the issue went wrong. Like or or not the issue. That's where I feel maybe an error occurred. Is again what we see in a lot of these cases is like it becomes like a careless case over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this quote is coming 10 years after Dorian disappeared. But the person who is experiencing like the loss or the missing person, it doesn't, it feels like the first second. Mm-hmm. Every day, every week, month, year. So I don't know. I feel like if one of my loved ones was missing, and even 10 years later, I heard that on TV or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because like I'm a pretty hopeful person. Like That would swing me in a direction for sure. Mm-hmm. Especially if a person in leadership with a lot of power and responsibility is saying it. Mm-hmm. You know, So I think that's, where, for, that's just like where I happen to be focusing. I'm sure other folks listening are, you know, maybe don't see that or disagree with me or are seeing it somewhere else, but this is my thought process so far. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, (laughs) it's, it's uh, hard to know that he would be our age, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because even though we're, we were in different parts of the world while we were both, um, nine, Mm -hmm. uh, Dorian sounds like a kid that I would have been friends with, mm-hmm. that I would have ran around with for sure on my bike. Right. Yeah. Like, it sounds like he tore it up on his bike and um, I was one of those kids too. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. I think a lot, I think anybody who was around that age in 1998 um, can remember the freedom of just like yes being on your bike and riding oh man i still like very vividly remember to this day the first day i had like the the training wheels came off and i had it Mm -hmm. and i i it felt like i was gonna ride grooves into the cement because i was just in the same spot you know yeah and to like think about you know that that's 
how he ho- hopefully is still, mm-hmm. you know. It's like, I don't care that it's been 10 years. Get that person, like, back in the world, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that spirit and energy. Like, everyone deserves to feel like they're riding free on their bike every day, you know? Yeah. And that it was already such a specific quality about him mm-hmm. and that the way people were talking about him, to to know what it feels like to ride a bike and feel that freedom, like, it says a lot about... I think what his spirit was probably like Mm -hmm. is probably hopefully like. Yeah. Again, if you know anything about the disappearance of Dorian, what happened in October of 1998 or his whereabouts today or the whereabouts of his bicycle, which has never been recovered, please call Amarillo police at 806-378-3038. Thanks for um, sharing this with us i mean as always i it's hard to not find a personal connection to a lot of these people Mm -hmm. they're people you know and at the end of the day we all are and um i'm grateful to get his name back out there yeah um and thank you again to nina who brought this case to our attention and you know that goes for any listener if there's a case out there that means a lot to you that you grew up near or that you read about that you can't get off your mind that you think more people should know about, you can message us on Instagram, cold and missing, you'll find us right there. Or you can email us um, cold and missing at gmail.com and we'll be in touch. And yeah. but this this was great. This was um you know when this case uh was brought to us, it was immediately important to me. And was a case that I couldn't stop thinking about. So it was um, necessary to cover on the podcast as quickly as possible to get Dorian's name back out there. Because we should, we should know. We should know where he is today or what happened to him. We should have those answers. It's, it's been a long time. And his family is working to keep his memory alive. Hopefully we'll have an update soon once the street is renamed. We'll be able to do a quick update. Um, We'll have that on our Instagram again, cold and missing. You can follow us there. And while you're in your podcast app, if you can go ahead and rate and review us, if you're in Apple Podcasts or five stars. I'm going to take a second to actually just rate and review right now. (laughs) And I wanted to go to this just before you kept going, but my wife isn't going to say this for herself. But when... Allie hears someone's name who is, you know, part of a cold case or a missing case. She only has to hear it once and she will never forget that person. Um, So when she says to you, like, please send them, like, I know I'm partial she's, because she's my wife, but like, send them here because they... uh these are cases that can be held and like held safely. And um, yeah, so that's a little review for you, babe. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Yeah. But back to the contacts. No, we already did it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you can rate and review us in your podcast app or subscribe. You'll never miss an episode that way. And that's it. 
that's it. That's all I have. For this week. We'll be back uh, next week with episode 34. Mm-hmm. So have a good week and stay safe, y'all. Stay safe, y'all. <laughs>